The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, but they did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. Well, grace and peace be with you all. It is such a joy to be with you again. I, 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 I just don't know if I can preach without some green carpet under my feet, though, so <laughs> I'll try my best. I like, uh, I like fireworks. I like parades. I like burning stuff in the backyard and calling it dinner. <laughs> I like the 4th of July. And of course, I like what it's about, celebrating the independence of our nation, both that day back in 1776 when we told the British to keep their mitts off of us and July the 4th in 2019 when this next week we celebrate the fact that as far as nations go, we're doing a pretty good job of living free. There is much to celebrate in this political freedom of ours, that little incident involving the Russians and our elections notwithstanding, but even when elections are not as tidy as we might wish them to be, this nation holds together. The Constitution is enforced. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness goes on. Now, I appreciate our freedoms all the more for having traveled to some different countries in recent years, Uh, one a trip to England and another to Italy. Those countries have their own freedoms, of course, ones we don't enjoy. The uh, English are free to plaster pictures of the queen across every available surface. While in Italy, I discovered you are free to drive without regard to speed limit signs, and you are free to graze your livestock on highway medians. Back in this country, people see their freedoms encroached upon in all sorts of ways, and so take a stand on the issue. There was a fellow in Austin not long ago who who uh, claimed a constitutional right to store junk cars in his front yard. Others refused to wear a seatbelt as a sign of their freedom, which I suppose is some sort of political statement, one I hope they enjoy while recovering in the hospital from what would have been a minor accident. Others think the forefathers are spinning over in their graves because we can't wear guns in, in churches or in hospitals, or, and, and, and on it goes, which is what will happen in a free country, for which I am grateful. 
But I cannot help but think that we cheapen the idea of freedom, the very idea of it, if we waste our time fooling around just with laws and regulations. Freedom has its political forms, yes, and we are rightfully thankful for it. But true freedom is something no law can guarantee. We may have all the liberties imaginable, but still be prisoners. On the other hand, we may be locked up in a prison and the key thrown away, but still be perfectly free. That's because the deep down kind of freedom I'm talking about isn't a political issue at all. It is a spiritual one, a freedom that is pure and holy and worth celebrating every single day, not just once a year. For freedom, Christ has set us free. St. Paul said to the Galatians, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. I was in Boston this last week and couldn't help but think of Patrick Henry's, I regret that I have but one life to give for my country speech. But St. Paul said these words to the Galatians 17 centuries before the Declaration of Independence. And he wasn't talking about political freedom. Caesar would have no patience for that. It would drop his imperial boot on that kind of talk faster than you can say, e pluribus unum. He was talking about what God intends for us, who we really are to be. And if we, who are, if we are who God wants us to be, then it's good. Because God is good. And what God wants you to be, whether you're a teacher or a plumber or retired or just tired, the youngest child here or the very oldest, what God wants for each of us is to be free. Right. But as I've already pointed out, we are free. Yes, we are. And no. Yes, we're free as citizens of this country. But no, because we are captives of what Paul calls the flesh. Now, by the flesh, Paul doesn't mean this stuff here. This stuff is good. God said that in the very first chapter of the Bible. God made it, and God doesn't do shabby work. No, the flesh he's talking about is our human nature, our turned in on itself, love yourself, and to heck with everybody else attitude that clings to us as close as our skin. That's what's got us imprisoned. And I do mean imprisoned. For example, a friend does you wrong, really hurts your feelings. And the more you think about it, the more disgusted you get, the angrier you get, Elaborate plots of revenge <laughs> form in your mind, but you discard them all in favor of just saying, that beep, it's just a no good beep, and that'll be the last time I talk to, trust, or think anything good of that beep, beep, beep. <laughs> now that may just seem human nature, but what, that's what Paul is saying is the problem Human nature is, is looking out for yourself, caring only for yourself, what's in it for me attitude. That is like a jail. I've known people who have gotten that mad at a friend. Who am I kidding? I've, I've, I've been that way. And it is miserable. And so many people are miserable. So many people carry around anger over something someone said or did one day, anger over the hand life has dealt them, anger that they didn't have more or do more or weren't given more, they are prisoners. But there is a key to that prison. In the case of anger, it's the key called forgiveness. 
Not the begrudging kind, not the I'll forgive you, but you better watch out, pal, kind of forgiveness. No, the forgiveness needed is a kind that's really beyond our power. It's a kind of forgiveness that can only come from above us, that can only come from the Spirit of God. But when there is forgiveness, it is amazing. The exact words of someone I know. When I forgave him, it was like a weight off my back. I felt free for the first time in years. Free. No longer captive, no longer in prison, no longer living in reaction to the things said and done to you. No longer slaves to the unholy passions of your heart, but free. That's what God intends for you and for me, and that's what God wants for you and for me, and that's why God gave us Jesus Christ. Now, before Christ came, there was a handy set of laws. You can read all about them in Exodus chapter 20. Laws that told us how to act, what to do, what not to do. Laws that tried their best to keep that nasty human nature under control. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not kill. You shall not steal. But those laws were all like a guardian, Paul says, a way to guide us, not a way to set us free. The point... They point the way because a life that keeps the Ten Commandments is something like a free life, free from the kinds of actions and attitudes that mess up our lives and make us prisoners of our mistakes. But laws aren't the way. Commandments aren't the way because no one can keep them, not perfectly. So in place of the commandments, God has given us Jesus. And instead of the big ten, there's just this. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. Believe in Him. Believe He's the way, the way to freedom, because He is. Instead of keeping the commandments because God says so, we see in Jesus a better way of life, one that is perfectly free, free from serving oneself, free from fear, free from all that pushes other people away and cares only for oneself. We see in Jesus proof that loving God and loving your neighbor isn't just a good idea. It isn't isn't just nice to do once you've taken care of your own needs. We see in Jesus that loving God and loving your neighbor is the way that led him through life and even through death to eternal life. Jesus' way is the way through life and even through death to eternal life. Now, let's talk again about freedom. If you're not worried about death, if you're not worried about looking out for yourself, if you're not looking, needing to defend yourself up against all the bad things that life can deal you, you're free. You are free. That is freedom. And that freedom is ours. God wants us to have it right now. I wonder how many of us came here today dragging chains behind us, invisible chains, but the kind that not even a blowtorch can cut through. I wonder how many of us today live in the land of the free and the home of the brave and feel neither particularly free and not in the least bit brave. We're weighed down, dragged down, oppressed and depressed because we can't live the way we want to. We want to be free, to live without fear, to live openly and honestly and generously with gentleness and kindness, full of love, joy, peace, patience and more. Because we've seen people who live that way. And sometimes they're like saints 
and sometimes they have to deal with cancer and sometimes life has dealt them a terrible hand. They have sorrow after sorrow rain on their head, but they still have peace and we wonder what is their secret? Well, it is no secret or it's not supposed to be. It is simply faith in Jesus Christ, faith that in him all is forgiven, that you are truly loved by God and there and that there is a life of freedom just waiting for you. Freedom from all the chains you're dragging behind you. Free to be who God made you to be, as crazy as that may be. Oddly enough, God sets us free so that we can become servants to others. But that's another sermon entirely. The point today is that if you want to be free, don't wait until the 4th of July. Try it today, even now. You see those chains you're dragging around, they're not locked to you. They're in your hands. You're holding them. So just let them go and put your hands in Jesus' hand instead. Oh, yeah. And, and, and uh, kids, be careful with fireworks and dads. The chicken is not done until it reaches an internal temperature of 160 degrees, no matter how black it is on the outside. <laughs> Amen.